Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Now, we know you love it when it goes wrong, and, uh, <laughs> well, you would have loved it today if you weren't able to listen. We had some technical issues, oh, which left us to our own devices. Uh, make of that what you will, and whether you enjoyed it or not. We did manage to squeeze in some guests. We spoke to uh, Roberta and Matt, who are the cornerstones of Brazilian women's cricket. And off mm. the back of that, you yes. suggested some Brazilian cricketers. Brilliant. You were on fine formlessness thank you on a more serious note Alistair Campbell joined us to talk a bit of football and more uh, as he said volume 8 of his diaries are now out uh, we spoke to Martin Kellner and there in yeah. lies a town well we kind of spoke to him <laughs> yeah. as you're discovered but intermittently it did, a, it did allow us to talk about other things like <laughs> eggs didn't it, it did, yeah. um, and uh, we also spoke to Mike Ward got his pick of the non-sporting TV so here it all is <laughs> Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Headphones are putting me off. They've got a very short wire. Have you seen this? Isn't it? Yes, I've done. Very restricting. It is a very short <laughs> wire. They, it was shortened for. You can blame Max for that because really? somebody came in to mess with the headphones, and uh, I think that was the length that Max went for, just to probably wind you up. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> very short. It Imagine is. Peter Crouch sitting there; he wouldn't be able to work. Would I'm going to have to turn him over, otherwise I'll. Okay, fantastic. Anyway. Move. anyway, let's start. Yeah. Let's start with uh, forthcoming marriages. I don't like it that way round either. <laughs> he's having a lot of headphone well, problems. Well, there we go. That's better. And uh, this is uh, one I saw this morning. There's oh, an yeah. interesting query arising from this. Mr QC Battersbury will be marrying Miss L-E-H over, O-V-E-R. And I was thinking, oh, yeah. what's she going to call herself during the 100? Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's very true. she have to change her name, <laughs> won't she? Yeah. Definitely. Um, uh, I wouldn't know anything about who was getting married in society and if it wasn't for you Andy no. you're the only person who brings it to me I love the fact that you go to that before you go to the sports pages every day it's fantastic I do well, I get forthcoming marriages now you mentioned over there and mm. we are talking later on Brazilian cricket the, the sport is going rather well certainly on the women's front it's going incredibly well they're kind of moving up the uh, rankings mm. and uh, they, you know, they're, they're doing incredibly it's, it's not a country you would immediately associate with cricket but both the men's and women's teams doing well and we'll tell you more about later on it's a former Kent player who's out there uh, county player from the sort of Raoul Dravin yeah. era um, Matt Featherston will be joining us to tell us about the work he's doing out there and we'll speak to one of the players but as it's Friday and you can bring in games we thought we were trying to come up with Brazilian cricketers it's not easy in, it's not is it we struggled <laughs> yeah, but you've come up with a couple Andy is yeah, that right the, well it's a bit obscure from the sort of 60s the former Worcestershire bowler Jack Flavella 
Oh, that's good. Yeah, we like that. And Samba Curran from a more modern Oh, era. that's <laughs> not. That's very good. Uh, so, if you've uh, got any Brazilian cricketers for us uh, this afternoon, we'll certainly take them. You get the idea. Talksport.com forward slash Agent J. You can text at 8 to 1089 or you can tweet to TS Agent J, T-S-H-A-N-D-J, to get in touch on that or indeed anything else this afternoon. Tremendous performance by Arsenal last night. Yeah, uh, they played very well. I, I'd like they? to say I saw it, but when I saw they were three 0 up, I didn't bother to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I never watch Arsenal when they're winning; it's too unpleasant. But I have to say that was a great performance, yeah. and we'll speak to uh, John Cross about that in a moment. But I'm looking forward to one thing. I'm looking forward to when Arsenal face Villarreal is the return of Unai Emery's good evening. Good evening, yeah, John uh, on his Twitter feed. In fact, Crossy did give us the full good evening treatment. <laughs> I love the good evening. It's always it's always good to get the good evenings. Oh, very much so. Uh, we should say, talking of Kent cricket, congratulations to Darren Stevens, yeah. uh, one of the wisdom cricketers of the year. I know you discussed it. Well, well Lawrence, it's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic achievement by a bloke late in his career. He's a wonderful cricketer. So, well done. And also, uh, talking of Darren's, get well soon, Darren Moore. So yeah, we'll that, that's wish, uh, wish him well not there. too good, is he, at the moment? So we do wish him a speedy recovery. Okay. Yeah, now we, we're going to talk to Todd a little bit later on about the effects of long COVID. One of the NBA mm. players... I mean, an ultra-fit top athlete now finds himself going on the court with an inhaler, you know, just to open up his airway before he plays. And a lot worrying. of people are it is. struggling in sport, uh, as they mm. are in all walks of life, of course. Now, I, I know I shouldn't feel sorry for ticket towns because what they do isn't right, but this one that was banned and fined yesterday, I was thinking, it's quite harsh. They've had no work for a year. Mm. And you can't be furloughed, can you? That's a bit... I mean, really... <laughs> no, no it, I shouldn't. It, look, it's, a, it's, it's something that is technically illegal. It's no, a bit no, like I saying, know, I shouldn't I feel sorry for burglars, but because <laughs> everybody's been staying indoors, they've <laughs> had no right, work it? for a year. <laughs> it's not right. It's, anybody else we shouldn't be feeling sorry for, but Andy does. Again, <laughs> you can share those with the class as well, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see a new snail has been named after Novak Djokovic? <laughs> if I had, I would have talked about it, almost certainly. It's, Why a snail? I don't know, they discovered this snail. Here has it, it been flouting COVID rules? Or... No, exactly. Okay. Tennis ace Novak Djokovic has had a new species of snail named after him. Right. Travunyidnya Djokovic. You're, you're right. is, it, <laughs> well, is he started going backwards? It's <laughs> 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 fairly Montenegro. <laughs> I've got a whelp called Dan Evans. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've got the title for today's podcast, and we I've got a whelk called Dan Evans. Even if it was rubbish, which it probably will be, I'd listen to that. Talking of names, yeah. I was watching TV last night. ITN. What have you got named after a tennis player in the mollusk envelope? Um, Talksports.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J, because maybe you've got yeah. other little kind of pets along those lines from the world of, uh, of tennis. Let us know. Um, what have we got here? Uh, we're looking for these. Uh, the Corridor of Unsocrates, <laughs> says Mark in Nottingham. <laughs> well, we said it wasn't easy. We're looking no, for Brazilian cricketers. Um, Brazil Doliveira. That's very good, That's Chris. Good. We like that. Chris that in Oxted. Well done, Chris. Can I mention ITN's royal correspondent, I don't know if he's listening, uh, Martin Stew. It's a great name there, isn't it? S-T-E-W. Yeah. Known as Irish in the dressing room. Yeah. Obviously. You want TV formats for him? <laughs> no. We're just throwing a lot at this today. <laughs> we We're throwing it. a lot of the war and some of it's bound to stick. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, the old Brazilian cricketers. Uh, Dunga Rith Batty. Not sure, Damien. Thank you very much for that one. Uh, Frege, uh, Frege Truman. He'd be in there, wouldn't he? He'd have to be. And uh, there was another good one as well. Where's it gone? Um, I'll find it. Oh, yeah. Duckworth Luis. 
As in <laughs> very David good. Louise, very good, good Luke. Top work. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You've uh, responded to our request for Brazilian cricketers, and uh, they're pretty good. Um, Danny gives us Colin Falcaldry. Very good. <laughs> Sao, oh, Sao Paulo Collingwood, says Steve. Uh, that was Danny, the first one. Um, what else have we got? Um, Our reporter, Tim Vickery Marks. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> Yossi Martin Bicknell, says Lee Holland. <laughs> Richie Richarlison, uh, didn't good. put your name on that one. Manaus Labashane, <laughs> says Ellie. Uh, Garincha Sobers, says Mark. Uh, Gilberto Silverwood, <laughs> Tim good. Bolton. Uh, Sir Hesife Headley, uh, says Jackie. Uh, Monty Copacapanasar, <laughs> says <No>. Louis. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Ian Bello Horizonte <laughs> says Dan the Fulham fan uh, old Tafferell uh, we know where you were going with that um, uh, what else have we got there oh this is a good one from Rick in Devon Ebony Rainforest Brent <laughs> <laughs> and our old mate commentator here for former England fast bowler Steve Hammerson uh, <laughs> Gary on. in Suffolk uh, and what about Edderton Ed Weeks one for the teenagers, says uh, Al in uh, Belfast. Thank you very much, folks, for all those. You can keep them coming. It's Friday. We can bring in games, as we always say. So uh, just have some more of those Brazilian cricketers. But uh, you've, yeah, we couldn't think of any. So you're on fine form. Well done. Talksport.com. Text 1889. Tweet TSH&J. And he was telling us about Martin Stew, TV presenter. And Darren's coming up for uh, with TV formats for him. Martin Stew travels the world in a vintage Man City kit, testing different police forces in ITV's new travel show. I, I arrest you in the name of the law. <laughs> Goodness sake.
<laughs> you can give us some more of those uh, if you like. And uh, Andy talking backwards, says Nearly Morton Abbey. Made me laugh so much I've hurt my back. <laughs> well, any bills for the old chiropractor just send to Andy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You were trying to pronounce the name of a, a snail. Uh, yes, it was quite been tricky, named, really. A snail that's been named after uh, <laughs> you want me to do it, Novak Djokovic. So how do you, how do you pronounce it? Travunia dnia. <laughs> You're right, that's sound nope, backwards. Travunia dnia. Nyokovici. Nyokovici. Got a bit Geordie then, didn't it? Nyokovici. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> was that, is that supposed to be Latin, Russian, German? What was Serbian. It? Oh, Serbian. Oh, blimey. Well, give us a fight in Serbian via Whitley Bay, that was. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Alistair Campbell's released uh, Volume 8 of his uh, diaries, a weighty mm. tome. Nearly 800 pages. Uh, fascinating stuff, as always. There is plenty of sport in there and stuff linked to sport through the world of politics, which uh, which piqued our interest. And Alistair joins us now. Good afternoon, Alistair. Hi, guys. You're right. Yeah, yeah good, good. Thank things. you. Yes. Rise and fall of the Olympic spirit, uh, well, 2010, sport, 2015. Yeah, interesting. It, it is an interesting. I mean, the thing that comes to mind is we seem a very, I mean, you know, without going into the politics of it. Um, we seem a very different country now than we did in those very optimistic days of 2012. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's hard actually to look at that without going into the politics a bit, because I think, you know, obviously the biggest change has been has been Brexit. But I think that the fact that that 2012 period, I mean, I, I, I say in the introduction, I think it was one of the happiest times I can ever remember. Hmm. Feeling British, feeling that the whole thing, the whole country felt it was sort of disunited and happy and people talking to each other on the tube and all that stuff. And of course it is the event that made <coughs> Boris Johnson something of a, of a global figure as opposed to just being kind of, you know, the London mayor. Um, but yeah, I think the country feels very different. I call it rise and fall of the Olympic spirit for that reason. I think that was just such a wonderful time to be British and alive. And it sort of doesn't really feel like that anymore. Is it fair to say that this excerpt of the diaries is sort of full of some regrets with the Miller bans and the Lib Lab pact and obviously Brexit? Um, yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of uh, it starts actually with, you know, the, the, the coalition coming together and Cameron and Clegg. And then, you know, I, 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 you talk about regret. I say that I felt very guilty about the fact that I didn't. I didn't really get involved in David Miliband's leadership campaign because I thought he was going to win it fairly easily. And of course, he didn't. Um, and then Ed became Ed Miliband became leader, and I think it. Be, I think the, the the country sort of never quite got over that start in a way. Um, and now you look at you know, so we have five years of the coalition, then five. You know, if David Cameron wins his majority, then we have the Brexit referendum, and Cameron goes. And now you look where Cameron is. Uh, and I do, I do think, I do think a lot of that. Do you remember that slogan of Cameron? You know, do you want stability with me or chaos with Ed Miliband? I mean, it's sort of, yeah, okay, let's revisit that one. <laughs> you uh, talking of Cameron? You, you were approached to kind of help during the Scottish referendum to bring some big hitting Scottish voices from the world of sport on board. Sir Alex, your friend, of course, Neil Lennon and, and Scott Brown. But it was very interesting that people like that of that profile. Because it was such a divisive subject, and much like Brexit, they didn't really want to put their head above the parapet, did they? Well, I get, you know, I think for Scott Brown in particular, it was, and Neil Lennon, it, it, you know, they, they were there as, if you like, active, still in their clubs. And, you know, Scott Brown was very clear. He said, look, you know, we're sort of contractually, we can't, we just can't do something as political and as difficult as that. Um, and, and with Alex, of course, Alex Ferguson's always had a, a bit of a political profile, being very Labour and so so forth. 
But he, you know, I say in the book that he made the point that he saw the kind of level of abuse that people like J.K. Rowling were getting for being out there and being kind of head above the parapet. And I think that's a, a real problem in our politics at the moment is that, you know, people who go into politics as politicians, in a way they know they're going to get a bit of grief. But I think it's putting people off from even thinking about going into politics because though they know that is now part of the territory. And look, I never overstated the kind of role of famous people in campaigns, but they're good to have. And I think somebody like Alex, who's so respected in, uh, obviously in the whole of the UK, but I think the, the, he does have that special kind of Scottish feel to him and, and that sense of his role in Scottish society. And I think it could have, I'm not saying it would have, you know, been a massive thing, but it, th these things do make a difference. And of course that campaign, you know, the, 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 the anti-nationalist side, as it won, the anti-independence campaign, you know, in the end it won. Uh, you also write about your son Callum and his, uh, his mm. battle with alcoholism. And again, uh, that friendship with uh, Alex Ferguson comes up and he's there to offer advice. He obviously knows him and knows your family. And, and that's that, that must have been a difficult passage to write. Thankfully, from what you say, Callum is uh, on the right road now. But you talk about the guilt of being someone that did have a problem with alcohol yourself, but still has the odd drink. And we've, we've talked to footballers uh, about mm. this as well. It's, it's, it's quite a di difficult thing to do. It's not something that not everybody can do. No, and it's it's that, look. I, that that was I think of the if I go back over all the sort of ups and downs over the eight volumes, I'd say from a personal level, that watching your own son kind of descend into into alcoholism and and you know genuinely worrying that you know he was going to sort of kill himself with it uh, was really 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 horrible. And yeah, I say in the book, Alex wrote in the most you know really fantastic uh, handwritten letter when this was when when Callum was touch wood in the second spell of rehab from you know and he hasn't had a drink for eight years now um but yeah that was really 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 tough and and i do feel because I, I think that i'm you know i i was diagnosed in 1986 as having a psychotic breakdown as a result of which i was advised to stop drinking and i stopped drinking for 13 years and so i happily said to people oh yeah i was told i was an alcoholic I actually never was told I was an alcoholic. I was told I had an addictive personality and I had to be very, very careful. And the thing is that since then, I, I do have the odd drink. My kids have never seen me drunk. I've never touched beer or whiskey. Since. Not, I, do, I have the odd glass of wine with Fiona when we're having dinner or something. Now, my psychiatrist will say to me, because I see a psychiatrist for my depression, he'll say, look, I don't like this. I don't like you even dabbling with it. And I get that. And I did feel at times with Callum, you know, I, I said at one point, why don't we go to AA together and I'll, I'll just kind of knock it completely on the head again and, you know, we'll do that. But he is very active in AA. I never did the AA thing. I did it very much kind of, you know, I, I sort of worked my way through it in a way. Um, so, but it's complicated because I, th I, th I always think about, about alcohol. We all have a relationship with alcohol. So Callum's relationship with alcohol now is that he doesn't drink at all. Hmm. He used to drink to excess. He's a recovering alcoholic. I'm an addictive personality. And I think at one point in my life, alcohol was an addiction. Um, so it's complicated. It's a kind of oh. difficult one. But, you know, one of the reasons I, I, I wanted to do that, and I, Callum, by the way, is the, you know, apart from Fiona, my partner, she's allowed to take out what she wants. But <laughs> I said to Callum, if you don't want any of this stuff in, just take it out. And he read it all and he said, no, 
to his credit, I think he said, no, that's what it was like. I think you should keep it in. Wow. That's good, isn't it? I mean, do you, the process of this, do you make daily diary entries and then is it just a process of editing them? And how often do you sort of keep a, a diary? Keep... Well, when I was, this, this is kind of really, really strange in a way, but when I was incredibly busy, like, you know, 18 hour days and all that sort of stuff, I did it every night before I went to bed. And I, it was it was almost like as, as as important to me as brushing my teeth. Now that I've got a bit more time on my hands, I find I'm much less disciplined. Um, <laughs> sometimes I can do it like, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes they are oh, no, I'll do it in the morning. Sometimes I'll do two, three days at one go. I've also and I wish I hadn't done this. I've started to do it on the laptop. And I don't think this is good, to be honest. So this this one, I think, is the last period. No, in the middle of this period is when I started doing some of it on the laptop. Mm. And I, I think the pen and the ink is, is an important part. So I've actually just mm. gone back mm. to doing it with pen and ink. I love some of the throwaway stuff you just have in here, like uh, at lunch with David Ginola, he dresses like a man half his age and gets away with it. <laughs> it's little things yeah. like that. The little, and uh, I know, but do you know what? I, mm. I, I, I sent him a message recently because... That lunch that we had, I can remember it vividly. It was in a restaurant in Baker Street because he was, he, David Ginola, who's a, he's a very smart guy. And he said to me this thing, he said, I saw you on, I saw you on television and you said that, you know, you know, you'll go to your grave regretting that you never stood for as a candidate in your own right. And he said, if you know you're going to regret something, you have to do it. It's as simple mm. as that. And I said, yeah, but I also know that I'd regret it if I did it. <laughs> or I might regret it if I did it because of all the kind of, I know what would happen. And it's one of those, those decisions. And I, I get this. I think this comes through in the book the whole time. I'm always bumping into people who are saying, look, the Labour Party's in a bad way. You've got to go back. You've got to help me. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. And it, and it makes me feel guilty because the service part of me, the part that wants to sort of, you know, serve other people, uh, and help the world as it were mm. wants to do that but the self part says well if you do that you're going to go back and end up with your head in the vice again yeah now he's a smart thoughtful guy david mm. uh, he's a incredible oh, yeah. guy yeah. Uh, he's documentary and, and he does press i mean I, I can also remember he wasn't wearing socks and i just think that's <laughs> <laughs> a no-no in burnley the now um on on which manchester united this weekend i'm sure you've often been in the director's box watching this game mm. you're finally a little bit concerned alistair i mean they could get sucked into it i mean you, you're a bit concerned i think we'll be okay i think we'll be okay um uh, I, I, the last two games have been, a, you know, really a bit troubling, you know, taking a lead against Southampton 2-0 and then also taking a lead the, the other day against Newcastle and losing them both. That is a bit of a problem. It's mm. very unburnly. But I think we'll be OK. I, listen, he's, Sean Dyche is a brilliant manager. We've got fantastic players. The mindset's good. I think we'll be all right. Good stuff. Look, good to talk to you as always. Thanks for joining us. Best of luck Thank with you. the new volume. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You came up with some rather good uh, Brazilian cricketers. Um, Name Mark Ramprakash, says uh, Shem. <laughs> He's given us that one. Um, uh, Bobin Arbro's been in touch with uh, Rahul Dravid Luiz and uh, Sashin Tendulkarka. Kakar. It's not easy to say. That doesn't even work. <laughs> uh, Tendul Kakar. It kind of does. Um, Robinho Jackman says Bruce. And uh, what about the body line captain? Uh, Doug Douglas Jairzinho says uh, Dave. So uh, there we are. Um, quite an interesting... Yeah, well, <laughs> quite an interesting <laughs> social media post from the company Ten Toes Media, mm. who are the, uh, the people that put out the Phil Foden 
um, comment to Mbappe mm. and have subsequently parted company with Phil. They say, uh, we are saddened with the current situation. Since the company was founded, we've adopted a process which requires all posts to be approved in advance by the talent slash representative no exceptions. They always have to be approved. This has been true for four years and is still true today. Phil Foden is a special person and footballer and we wish him the very best going forward. That would suggest the company feel that they did uh, speak to either Phil or his representatives and got the OK to post that comment that upset him uh, to uh, kind of uh, to Mbappe. So... We'll see what happens there, but, you know, obviously there is some reputational damage yeah. from their point of view, and they that they wanted to put their side of the story out there. I so. find the whole thing ridiculous. I do, honestly. If you can't do this yourself, social media, if you can't post yeah. it, don't bother. Because once it is out of your hands, as we saw, didn't we, yeah. with Joe Hart the other week when it was job done, it's you know, if it so is out of your hands... Poor. What's the point of it if you can't difficult. do it yourself? If that say something like, sorry, we didn't get you the three points, but it doesn't doesn't do you any favours, does it, really? Either. It's a shame that they make money out of it because all sports people would be better off off social media. There's there no reason for it. It fulfils nothing. It's utterly pointless. It yeah. is. But, At its know. best, well, you do get some insight, but generally you, it's... You, well, I mean, you, how much insight do you get if a PR company No, No, it? not from a PR company, but I think there yeah. are people in football, in sport, that do it well, and they do give you a bit of an insight. They probably give you a bit more insight on Instagram than they do on Twitter, don't they? Yeah. You've got a bit more control over Instagram as well, haven't you, I think? So. A little bit, but I don't know. Look, it's fun, but it's a waste of time. I, I'm on TikTok, and I was telling you oh, before. Really? You've been sending out videos of yourself <laughs> twerking. No, and my okay. uh, Salt Bay videos are all on oh, yeah. TikTok. But <laughs> has, honestly, has, has he reached out to you, your mate no, Salt Bay? I don't honestly. think you're going to get a free flight he's and a nice meal over there. Bonkers, honestly. He's like, yeah, I think he's got his own private jet. Oh, yeah. And he, yeah, and he's smashing That's how much money. Oh, what about money. Do you 23 at, restaurants Do you got? think Bernie Inn, remember old Bernie was quite big in steaks? <laughs> yeah. Do you think old, that was his name, of course, Bernie Inn. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, um, do you think no. Bernie Inn? Oh, what about old Angus Steakhouse? <laughs> Isn't it strange that blokes with that name went in, went into that business, very into true, the actually, meat yeah, cooking yeah. business? But uh, Angus, Ste- oh, probably hit the mic. Angus, text me now. Angus Steakhouse and Bernie Inn. <laughs> Two tremendous fans. Both got their own private you, you look at him and you think, don't you get fed up with cutting up bits of beef and then sprinkling salt over it? Yeah. We get the idea, but yeah. you know, it seems to uh, work for him. It does work for him. But as I say to you, you spend about ten minutes or fifteen minutes on TikTok, and you're looking at all this stuff going through, and you think, yeah. what am I doing? What <laughs> am I wasting my life for yeah. with this? It's really could be reading a book, can you? Well, I could be. Could be bettering yourself. I love the company that do. Could the be reading people. Lawrence Coley's book because oh, we're going to get some use from Excellent. it because he hasn't joined us. Oh, so, that's a pity. <laughs> it's I a great it's shame. A really good book. It is a good book we were looking forward to chatting to him but something has gone wrong so look we'll try and get him up uh, next week because his story is a fascinating one and it's uh, it's worth chatting about so we'll work on it next week if, if we can't bring it to you today. yeah i was about to say the company talking about pr companies the company that do the pr for strictly come dancing oh, yeah. yeah it's amazing how they manage to get stories in the paper yeah. today's story about chris witty and jonathan van tam will be doing stri- they won't yeah. be doing strictly it'd be ridiculous yeah. first of all the pandemic will still be around then you can't imagine yeah, I mean, him five, doing a five o'clock thing 
and then going It's off not a great it. look, is it? It's no. not a great look to say we've had a fourth spike and then he goes on and does the cha-cha, <laughs> does he? I mean, it wouldn't oh, look really. great, would it? I don't think it would. <laughs> it would look good. You know, quick cab idea, from really. Downing Street to the BBC, you know. I, I'm, I can't be with you next week to bring you more bad news. I'm going to Blackpool. <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't be right. And Jonathan Fan right, Tam, I just, I'm afraid I can't look at him without thinking, we'll have no trouble here. <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah. It's very much the, the League of Gentlemen <laughs> yeah, uh, styling, isn't it, really? <laughs> does, so, really and, yeah. But we do love his... He always brings in well, a football reference, yeah, doesn't he's he? He's a bit more optimistic, the other yeah, fella. He, he brings in... Well, you know, it's not his job to be optimistic, no, is he? No, he doesn't... Really. I mean, Chris Whitty, what'll be the other things they'll be lining up for him? It's like one of these game shows, you know, he'll bring back Play Your Cards Right or something. He's not going to do that. He's a, the man's a, a professional, and he's not going to do Strictly Come Dancing, <laughs> no. is he? They did cod him up, though, didn't they? Cod him up yeah, in all yeah. the sequins. Yeah, very nice, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to look at the uh, uh, sporting telly this week uh, in the company, as always, of squad number nine, Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. A very good afternoon to you, boys. I'm going to start with... Uh, <laughs> Martin, we seem to have a quite spectacular Harry. delay, but we can hear you, so we'll let you do your thing. Which... I'll just do it as a kind of monologue. Then. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Which is always, I find, is always just great radio. I mean, do your Alistair Cook, and I don't mean the cricketer. Shame. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Fantastic. So you got any playing cards, Andy? I know. So uh, <laughs> we seem to be struggling. I mean, I'd say get him up on the phone, but I don't see there's much point in that. Chris you? Gale's just been dropped in the IPL. Fantastic. We're doing IPL commentary for you this time. <laughs> Sam, uh, Sam Curran's coming in to bowl. And, uh, oh, yeah, Gail's just sort of seen that off. Yeah, I don't think we should be doing this, actually. No, I, don't, I don't think we should be doing IPL commentary <laughs> for the next hour. We'll try and get uh, Martin back if we can. Uh, otherwise, we'll just have to drag the clips of the week out for quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, long. I'd say we'd take your calls, but again, that's not we happening won't. either. We have some kind of uh, communications issue, I think, uh, yes. here in the studio. So uh, our boffins, apparently... Are, uh, are on the case. Yeah. Mm. I've got a couple of lockdown uh, But you need more than a couple. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, Brits cracked eight billion eggs in lockdown. Did they? A billion more than the year before. Who cares? No, I know who cares, but it's a quite a surprising thing. What, why would you eat more eggs when you're at home? And you would have done it's a bit, normally. It's a kind of staple, isn't it, really? You, you, you're, going, you're not shopping for exotic you've stuff. Have, you've got to have breakfast with your going... Well, you don't just have eggs at breakfast. It's not you can have What's them for lunch. Main, well, no, you can have them. Well, you Trevor Brooking. Well, you know it's your main. <laughs> Trevor Brooking talking about eggs. That's what we've come down to, is it? Yeah, the phones aren't working, so uh, Trevor Brooking. Well, you know, I say eggs. Well, you know, what come first? Was you know, was it the chicken? Well, was it the chicken or was it the egg? Well, it was the egg. You know, Trevor could get himself in a right mess with that, couldn't he? Well, you know, it's like, well, just tell us, Trevor, was it the chicken or the egg? Well, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't like to say you know, egg, chicken, chicken. Martin's back. Okay. Martin's back. The phones Just are keep fixed. Speaking, Martin. What a time to be alive, <laughs> uh, Martin. Um, and uh, yes, so you, you were going to kick us off uh, yes, with, I was. with what? My, my apologies. It's uh, not your fault. I presume you can hear me okay. We now. can hear oh, you yeah, yeah, loud yeah, and clear. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know what happened there. Well, the, the film that I uh, watched, I really enjoyed, and I can't uh, say when I've enjoyed an hour and a half of TV more. <laughs> and we'll never know when it was. <laughs> you know, by the end of the show, oh. I might have managed to master the name of the uh, 
snail that's been named after. <laughs> snail's been... In <laughs> case no you missed it in the first hour, a snail has been... Uh, the phones are fixed, apparently. The sna- a snail has been named after Novak Djokovic, uh, which is something we'll be majoring on for the next 50 minutes. Um, and it's the pronunciation in um, yeah, Serbian... Yeah, makes me sound like I'm speaking backwards. Give us, a, give it another go, Andy. Ravunjanja Djokovic. <laughs> it does, it's not, it's, it does sound like you've just played, taken the... Uh, the tape backwards. Yes, no, no sign there. So, we, is Martin? Is he? Is he there? Can we? Has the producers? That's not a good sign. The producers have <laughs> given up. Oh, good, is it? Let's <laughs> um, see. If we can get Martin back. Um, hmm. Baked bean tin on a piece of string. How else? Smoke signals. How else can people communicate with us? <laughs> That's like, yeah, it's true. Uh, a ketchup shortage in America. Hmm. Is fueling a secondary market as people seek to take advantage by selling sachets on eBay and Facebook for up to mm. five dollars. You know why this is? Because when you go into a restaurant now, yeah. if you can, but even in America, mm. nobody wants to use the communal ketchup. People only want their own sachets to be guaranteed that nobody's, you know, infected the top of it or anything like that. So what? Well, isn't that true? Don't you remember the old? Um Jimmy Cyril, the great, um, a great old yeah, you know, manager mean, yeah. of Notts County. Yeah, he used to have a little bit of a party trick when Notts County. Mm. Uh, remember Dave McVeigh, their, their former player, yeah, who sure. wrote that yeah. excellent book, didn't he, yeah, about no, life yeah. under Jimmy? And he said that they had that uh, thing that they used to do, where uh, Jimmy had asked for the tomato sauce from one of the staff right. in the hotel, which have a, a wave ground they were at, yeah. and uh, he'd get it, and then he. Put it on there, and he said, "Oh, I'll give it back to you in a minute." And he'd pour the tomato sauce on, then stick his tongue in the top of the bottle, <laughs> and then I used to get a laugh from the lads. Different times, of course. <laughs> and then, then he put the top back on and say, "Thank you very much, dear," and give it back to her. And all the players would look at the reaction on her face. I mean, it's a filthy thing. I'm, I didn't pretend it wasn't, but you know, it was 1973. Martin, now. Martin will tell you, 1973 <laughs> could get away with all sorts. Um, Absolutely. Which, which oh, we, won't, but we won't talk <laughs> about them. Uh, no. the anyway, the film that you really enjoyed was... Make It or Die Trying, the Frank Warren story on oh, yeah. Vintage ah. Sport Films. Mm. Absolutely superb. It came out... It starts with... Uh, you know how I like these warnings they give you at the start of programmes? This, don't forget, is Frank Warren, a boxing promoter. So, you know, it's not uh, it's not watched with mother, let's be no, honest. of course. Um, and, and the warning at the start is this programme contains strong language, fair enough, and outdated phrases that some viewers may find offensive. So we sort of think we know what we're talking about. Because we're looking... We start off in the world of unlicensed boxing, the brutal world of unlicensed boxing. They're not going to be going around talking like Nagamunchetti, are they? Let's be honest. No, it's, uh, it's, it's unlikely. Yeah, very unlikely. So it starts with um, you know with his childhood, uh, Frank Warren, born in Islington. Now you know you say, oh Islington, that's nice, but this is old school Islington. Oh, yeah. mm. You know you're talking uh, Teddy Boys and flick knives. You yeah. know it's not Peter Mandelson and uh, Granita. Okay. So now I like Teddy Boys and flick knives, and I like Peter Mandelson <laughs> and Granita. But which is better? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a poll for you. Yeah. Next time you can't get someone up on uh, ISDN. <laughs> Don't worry, give us another five minutes, we'll be doing it. Yeah. Yes, well, you may very well. Um, but no, it's a, a terrific programme, beca- mainly because of the talk, you know, the standard of the talking heads on the programme. Mm. Nick Pitt, brilliant Sunday Times investigative oh, yeah. journalist. Yeah. Steve Bunce, I could listen to Buncey talking about boxing all day long. Mm. And our very own Gareth A. Davis. Mm. So, you know, clearly punches aren't going to be pulled. It was um, an exceptional programme, uh, I thought. Um, covering 
think the obviously the the, uh, the the boxing what boxing was like with the boxing board of control before Frank Warren got into if you like it was a cartel uh, and Nick Pitt did um, expose all this in the Sunday Times so you've got the politics of it you've got the I mean he's a battler Frank Warren no doubt about that at all um, and did admit in the program there's people who uh, don't like him which was uh, he didn't really need to say that because in November 1989 if you remember um, he was shot uh, mm. when he was in the back of his um, mm. uh, of his limo there uh, and that was you know that was frightening as well you know he talked about his lungs filling up with blood you know when he was uh, shot Blimey. it was uh, oh there's some hideous stuff in it I mean apart from anything else um, the world of unlicensed boxing which is where Frank Warren uh, got his start as a promoter I mean they counted up to 30 I never knew that you know you could be be out for you know for 25 seconds if you like and then fight on wow it was just absolutely uh, you know brutal uh, as Frank Warren himself said um, some sports you play but you can't play boxing you don't play boxing no it's very um, true yeah there's yeah. true very true. It is the toughest of all, as we know, of all sports. But, all, you know, there's a picture of all sorts of characters that you thought you wouldn't like to owe them money, for instance. You know, Frank's Uncle Bob. Uh, well, they, I mean, there were various um, various stories about all these people. Obviously, uh, Gareth uh, and, and uh, Steve Bunce sort of knew these uh, knew these stories and told them uh, really well. And uh, it was, you know, it, I mean, Frank Frank Bruno, um, Joe Bugner, all sorts of people that he sort of brought back, if you like, you know, people who. Uh, in the world of boxing promoting, we're not considered to be that saleable. Uh, Frank Warren had, I really knew the game and he knew the history of the game probably uh, better than anybody. So it was a really, I mean, that obviously, Frank, good. yeah, it's a great show. Mm. I mean, Frank, and it's there on BT Sport. I think Excellent. They'll, they'll play it again and again. I'll so go and check it out. It. I love a lot of old mm. boxing footage. Have we got oh. time? We've got, we got run out of time. We've got 30 seconds on Peter Alice so, Knight or a minute. Peter, Can you give us Martin? Peter, of the I'll give you one minute on Peter Alice Knight. The, yes. the only mm. interesting thing about this is um, I watched him uh, doing a, a sort of gentle walk around. That program used to do around with oh, Alice, if you remember? Yeah. Mm. Very gentle, nice little interview with uh, Terry Wogan as they were wandering around. Mm. And the main question I was asking myself is, why am I watching this? Uh, <laughs> because it did seem uh, a little bit irrelevant, but it's all, I had a whole lot of stuff I was going to say about uh, BBC Four and BBC Three, because they keep sort of changing their mind about what's the, uh, yeah, yeah. where their focus is. And obviously, watching around with Alice again, I thought, right, that's where they're now positioning uh, BBC Four. They've decided that's the channel that's going to be archived stuff um, for old people like me puffing on a pipe with a pair of slippers. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not ready for that yet, oh, to be Martin. honest. Well, then, I know, because yeah. you're working through the night, aren't you? Through you'll, the you'll, night. You'll be back, Absolutely. You'll be back in the early hours. I, phone, I, just, I hope I, the phones are working better for you. Yes, oh, I've, God, I've, yeah. yeah that's it, if that's the phones true. aren't working, and this isn't working, I'm in real struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I've got five hours to fill. Um, but hopefully, you know, I can't do ketchup for five hours. No, you, you can't. Know, that's true. Give me stories. Fantastic, Martin. So we have talk sport and talk radio, simulcasting from 1 a.m. The Hawksby and Jacob. Daily podcast. Time now to look at some non sporting TV in the company of uh, the Star TV uh, reviewer and Brighton and Hove Albion fan, Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, guys. Got a weekend off and you got a fr yeah. stress free weekend because you were supposed to be playing the Chelsea, I suppose, mm. but you're, that's coming up on Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, look forward to Tuesday. 
<laughs> no, seriously, I am. Why does it sound sarcastic whenever yeah, I say that? It does. You're a bit unlucky in the home game, if yes. I remember rightly. I mean, Chelsea mm. won the game, but it could have gone either way, couldn't yeah. it? Yeah. You, could, you could replace the word Chelsea there with pretty much any other team this season. Mm, yes, probably. Honest, yeah. it's, uh, it's been it, a bit like that. Anyway, yeah. We've got a new series starting tonight on good. Amazon Prime. It's, yeah. uh, it tells the story of um, the former Brazil captain <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and PSG um, director of football, doesn't it? Leonardo, it's called. I take it, it's him. If I put that in my review on the paper, this <laughs> yeah. thing, I'd just send it back and say, Great, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'd be right well, you know, to. Yeah, this is talk <laughs> yeah. sport, we know who we're but of course, it's Leonardo da Vinci, it, isn't is, it? it is Leonardo yeah. da Vinci. You know, I'm not an expert on Leonardo da Vinci, I, I must admit, but yeah, it's Aidan Turner who, of course, um, most recently and famously played Poldark. Uh, slightly different character, I mean, he comes across <laughs> as quite sort of intense and brooding, so there is a bit sort of Poldarky. Uh, quality to him. Does he get his? Does he get the old shirt off at any point? Does he? <laughs> what are you going to say? No, um, I just, I, no, I just, just wonder if he because he's Aiden Turner. Aiden Turner. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter. He what, if he's in line well, of duty. He'd, he's have, a, he'd a, have to do it topless. In the he? opening, in the opening episode, he is in a partial state of undress at one point. Oh, okay. I shan't go into further detail. Right, fair than, enough. Than that, but basically, it's it's very accessible. Mm. I mean, I must admit, when I looked at it, I thought, oh, I don't really. This is going to be a bit heavy going, but you know, he brings a kind of breezy quality to the whole thing. The it's one of those things where the dialogue is completely. 21st century uh, there's absolutely no attempt to sort of sound like a 15th century Renaissance Italy which is probably just as well from yeah. well it'd be an Italian for a start <laughs> wouldn't it really but there was a, there was a programme like this on Picasso it was like a long series and it had a really mm. good cast and that was excellent so sometimes you know they, these things can be there's quite things you know about Leonardo though it's like it must be difficult to do not, yeah. not be saying we shall call it the helicopter you know <laughs> yeah. you get bits at that, but it's better than it, that I take it, it? <laughs> just do it like it's that it's better the aeroplane but it's better <laughs> Better than that, is it, Mike? It is. It is. Yeah, it's very. It is very accessible. It's quite. So, I was going to say soapy. That's not soapy at all. But it's got mm. that. It, it's got that. Um, Does it have duff duff moments? Style. Like, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. There is a little bit is of it that. In the news, it, though, in that, with that painting, that Salvador Mundi. You know, this painting that, whether it's attributed to him or whether he actually did it, and the painting right. went for Salvador it. Mundi. Absolutely. Born on Sunday, christened on... Was it that one? Yeah, I remember yeah, it. Really better, that old rhyme, yeah, remember it. Sorry, I'm in a bit of a daft mood. The technology's, no, technology's see, not been working. I'm slightly delirious. And once your brain's in that sort of state, you can't shake no. yourself out of it, can you? That's I don't right. understand that. But oh, it's Amazon Prime, so we can, we can yeah. watch the lot from today. You can yeah? watch the lot. Uh, you can go and watch the lot now. Oh, OK. Want. Well, okay. well I, I will then. See you later. Okay. Um, <laughs> Andy, you've been enjoying this Churchill yes, series uh, on, on Channel 4. on your recommendation. Yeah. I watched the first one. I thought it was good. I think it is good, and I think it is. You know, it it covers the fact that you know he's he's a, a divisive figure, but it doesn't sort of labour the point either way. I think it's quite even-handed, and I think it's quite informative, and it goes into a lot of depth and detail about things that uh, perhaps people don't fully mm. understand. So this is the fourth episode tonight. Uh, it's nineteen forty-one. It's it's now going. He's going over to the states, and he's trying to obviously woo the, the, uh, President Roosevelt and you know get the Americans. Uh, G'd up, but he gets a huge warm welcome, you know, like a movie star when he turns up in the States. The American Ooh. public absolutely love him and shower him with, with gifts, including a giant floral V sign. You know, his famous. <laughs> I think Andy got one of those once. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, have I got news for you? We've got uh, Adrian Dunbar is hosting Ted Hastings. Ted Hastings. Sure they've got to call it H I G N F Y. Yes, that's what I think they would have to, yeah, of course. Go, and, go on the initials. <laughs> yeah, but I imagine yeah. that, that will get decent viewing figures. It should, get decent, yeah. it should get decent viewing figures, obviously. And, you know, his characters in, in the actual show on Sunday night is now. You know, in, in mm. deep trouble again because of mm. uh, you know, yeah. what happened. I'm only there. on episode. Oh, three, are you? Sorry, he's fine. No, no, it then. doesn't matter. But I, I, I was surprised. 
you know, I, I enjoyed the first two. Now, there was a lot of adverse criticism. Yeah. Last, good, two, but... last two have been really got going yeah. now. It's been it has got good, going. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I do think there was a little bit at the start of people thinking, I think it's time we had a go at it now. You know, I yeah. think there was yeah. a sort I, of back, inevitable yeah. backlash, however good it had been. But I do think it's it's picked up the pace in the last couple of episodes. And, and he's now sort of, uh, you know, angry, shall we say. At, uh, how <laughs> Talking of angry, I love your review of I Can See Your Voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can I just say how much I'm hating this? Well, <laughs> I just... Do you know what I think my problem is? I mean, and it's, we talked about this briefly, so I won't bag mm. on about it, but, uh, you know, it's the guessing game element, and this is about people, can they or can't they sing? As I, I sat down and watched this last week, and, you know, once they reveal that somebody can't sing, we then have to listen to that person not being able to sing, oh. which is it's just tiresome. I mean, I think we got bored with the hilarity of people who can't sing in the first few weeks of the original series of The X Factor. Mm. And it just thinks, oh, yeah, OK, I get the gag now, stop, you know, and move mm. on. So it's kind of frustrating. And I also find it just a little bit like they're trying so hard to act like they're having a great time when it's obviously, you know, under slightly constrained circumstances. So to me, it just grates a wee bit. OK, well, we got a new game show. Also, we had Game of Talents with yeah, Vernon K on ITV. Yeah. Um, your uh, fellow TV reviewer, Ali Ross in the Sun, so they gave that a right coating. Yeah, right, right um, yeah. In for a penny, though, a new one, Stephen Mulhern. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Stephen Mulhern going out on the streets and, and approaching members of the public, which I think is quite scary in itself, you know, not because of scared <laughs> no, Stephen Mulhern. I'm a big no, fan of Stephen Mulhern. You so are, if, you if are, Stephen Mulhern came up to you in the street, you, you'd, you'd be laughing, Andy, wouldn't you? Well, I saw him in a restaurant in Chisholm. So he's actually come up to you in the street? <laughs> well, we, we said hello to him. We said how much we like catchphrase. Oh, did, did you really? Yes. Oh, that's what, nice. did nice. what did he say? Did he, he didn't give you a flattered. grand, did he? Because he does no. he does that in this competition. <laughs> he might give you money if, if you saw him now. Is that yeah. the idea? He goes out on the street and he gives the public money. Yeah, he money. sets people different challenges. They can win anything from, from the price of their petrol uh, for whenever people drive around in cars again uh, to a thousand pounds. It's not a lot, yeah. really, is it? Well, that's not bad. I mean, that's all right, you know. So I'd want ten thousand. Alan Carr's doing the prices right. I mean, obviously the the channels have decided what people want on a Saturday night. is old school game shows. Old shoe game, yeah. It's just game shows, especially on yeah on ITV in particular. On ITV, yeah. Sunday new series. You know, I've got to be honest. I've never watched. I've never watched it. I understand it's very good. Never watched it. Don't like it. No, it's not that I don't like it. I probably would like it, but I've just call the midwife. He's back for a new series. It's supposed to be very good. Well, it is. I find it a bit depressing, if I'm honest. I mean, everybody. You know, it's ten years now. It's celebrating its tenth anniversary. It just. It's you know, obviously set in the sixties, moving on into the seventies. Does feel a little bit illness of the week sometimes. I've got a thing about Vanessa Redgrave's voiceover as well. Yeah, it's it's quite. (laughs) She do the dot. She deep. I'm not very good. With, I'm not very good with medical stuff anyway, yeah. and 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 this, it does feel as if uh, you know illness of the week, and I do start doing that TV burp jingle sounds to that. Yeah, noise. it does strike me, Mike. You're, you're quite squeamish for a bloke who has to watch a lot of telly. Aren't yeah, you? thank goodness you've, it's not on ice. You're quite set in your ways about, and, but yeah, I, I've always said it's an interesting, it's an interesting line of uh, work you went into. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you question in the whole thing but uh you, you, a, a you, bit of football it's not good with med- I mean, half the tv's <laughs> medical stuff isn't it yeah, medical stuff or, yeah yeah but as i said it's not on ice so that's a bit of football there. interest in this week's antiques roadshow though was apparently like, yeah oh, is there really? I, I couldn't get much more information on this or find a, a preview of it sadly but it does according to the uh, the synopsis includes the items include uh, football memorabilia harking back to the early days of the game when a week's wages at arsenal 
were less than the price of a cup of coffee today. We're oh. about the same, aren't they? I, I would have thought. Think about antiques roadshow. You know, you know the opening when yeah. a, a bloke comes in on he's on a motorbike and yeah. the mm. sidecar is a sort of. Silly. I always think that should be Fiona. I oh think it'd be right! Much better if she was well, if in they, the side. The thing car. is, if they change hosts, then you're going to have to do the you're going to have to do the titles <laughs> again. True, Why yeah. go at the expense? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've, they've, that isn't there something in the what's in the sidecar? Is it? It's, is a, it, it's, a, it's just a plain mannequin or something. I like thought you were going to object to the fact that I haven't got a seatbelt on or something or a bus. Okay. All right. Um, thank you, Mike. <laughs> we enjoy the weekend. We'll catch up, with, catch up with you next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again on uh, Monday. Yep. You're back with me Monday. I am. Yeah. Fantastic. Forward to it. And uh, thanks for listening. We will catch up with you then. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.